Ronin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning and Pauly Sleeper's Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the best fantasy football cat. The best fantasy football podcast in East Central Indiana, and I could possibly go out on a limb and say the best fantasy football podcast in all of Indiana. How are you guys doing today? I like to see Polly to my left, and uh, I like your shirt too today, man. Josh got me this Game of Thrones reference. I draft and I know things. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, there's so much going on around the league. There's so much going on in this podcast. We've got so many things to talk about. Got some drops. John's wearing a pink shirt. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me back. It's very, uh, it's very warm. I think it's uh, something that makes me even more excited than I already was to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the my show. Girl. The show excited. Yeah, he's uh, J- John's playing it cool. He uh, beat me in Madden yesterday, so I'm kind of feeling the sting of that loss right now. So I might give him a little bit of shit today. <laughs> uh, but you've got, a, you've got a lot of losses to stew over, right dude. Now. It's it's a rough rough week. Um, Jackson, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Fight on. Yeah, he's uh, he's hanging out. Uh, in his USC shirt. Dude, God, I just day. noticed it. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, but we've got a great show lined up for you guys. Um, we're going to get deep into the listener league. We're going to be making some phone calls. Uh, we got some DraftKings. Got a lot of stuff. So, really, I just want to start it off. And, uh, Polly, this is for the, uh, the news segment. I've got some good news. I got some bad news. That, that was awesome. It's so that you have some good news and bad news. There's injuries. There's all kinds of stuff. That I just feel like i got to explain awesome. it a little bit. Awesome, awesome drop. We Guys, we've got all kinds of new drops. Uh, Juice has been playing around with the soundboard. So everybody's got their own drops, and uh, and it's just going to make the show even better. I think. Do you do you like that? Do you did you like oh, the slow was, one at the end? Oh, that was beautiful. Man. Right, Absolutely, cool. a good mashup. Good mashup. <laughs> um, first of all, I'd like to say that um, you know, thanks to all the fans for the support. You know, we're growing. Um, last week was a huge show, and and everybody's listening right now because they like fantasy football. And uh, I think our job is to uh, make you uh, love fantasy football like we do. So thanks for tuning in. Um, breaking news, um, Rex Burkhead has been put on the IR. So um, he's got a myriad of issues, but one being a strained neck. So we've got some clarity in the uh, New England backfield. We have uh, Sony Michelle who has gotten 35 snaps the last two weeks and 27 touches in those snaps. So when he's out there, he sees the ball. And then James White has been very consistent. So it's hard to play those guys because there's a you know a, a, a three-man rotation. And next week, there probably will be a three-man rotation again. They'll pick up Samaj P. Ryan or Christine Michael or one of these guys. But for right now... Um, the you know um, owners of both of those um, running backs should be happy and ready to uh, employ them. Everybody's kind of talking about is it? There's a lot of talk about Sony, which makes me think it's a James White week. Right? Is, um, is the Patriots era over? Uh, is it on its way out? I mean, they're what they've got the no, wor- they got a no. worse record than the Browns right now. Somebody asked me about this on Twitter uh, today, and they were like, you know, they're they're trash. And I was like, look, man, <laughs> I'm a Colts fan, <laughs> so but you know, we don't we don't count out the Patriots around here. Right. And he was like, man, you know, and I was like, he was like, this game, the, the Lions ran all over him. The Lions, and I was like, yeah, that's just one game. And he's like, yeah, but they're you know they're one and two. 
So I went back and did some research, and I came back, and I was like, again, not a Patriots fan here, but we got to look at in the Brady era, four times they've started two and two or one and two, and they've gone on to only lose two games yeah. the rest of the season, each of those four seasons. Sample size is too large to count them out. Right and now. one of them was last year, so they'll figure it out. The addition of Josh Gordon is really going to help and uh, get that double team off of uh, Gronk. But um, Rex Burkhead uh, owners, uh, if you have an IR slot, put him in there because um, they'll probably want to you know bring him back later in the year, and he could still you know be a lead winner later. Um, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron are both hurt. Doyle's going to be out for weeks. I'm thinking Ebron um, is being held out because they will need him so much this week because there will be no Jack Doyle. I didn't Jack know they Doyle. were both hurt. Yeah, yeah. I Doyle, knew that Doyle was. Yeah, Doyle missed last week. Now they're saying he's going to be out, quote, unquote, weeks. Um, and Ebron was held out of practice. Hopefully that's a veteran's day off and also like, hey, we need you, buddy, kind of day off. And also maybe three red zone drops, you know, yeah, is unhealthy. That was a drop day off. Yeah. I'll just go from maybe, there. Maybe three red zone drops is unhealthy. Now, one of the drops, uh, I mean, I watched the game. One of the drops I would definitely not attribute to him. But the other two were definitely catch, catchable, and uh, he was a core player for uh, Jackson and I in DFS last week, and uh, he burned us. So, uh Ebron can sit out as long as he wants to as far as we're, we're, <laughs> we're not too happy with him right now. Um, Alvin Kamara has a new knee issue. Um, so it's kind of big uh, when, you know, there, there wasn't an entry in the game and then all of a sudden there, he has a knee. I'm hoping it's just another Veterans Day off, but that's something to monitor. Um, the biggest news this week is Jimmy Garoppolo's torn ACL and that the hits just keep on coming for that team. They lost Jarek McKinnon. Now they lost... Jimmy Garoppolo for the season. Um, C.J. Beathard, who was their starter last year before they traded for him, um, is going to be a capable starter. But you know that team's probably going to be you know one of the worst teams I would imagine. But one thing you really want to look at here is he was college roommates with the tight end George Kittle, um, so they played together in Iowa. They had a pretty good rapport um, last year before Jimmy came along. Actually. He averages more targets with C.J. Beathard in the game. So if people are thinking, oh, well, George Kittle is done if, if he's your tight end, I think he might actually see a little uptick. But other than that, um, you they know. They definitely got into some weird stuff being roommates together in college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trust there is just, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, It's I amazing. Think, yeah, I think it's undeniable. Yeah, they do the thing where they fall backwards into each other's <laughs> yeah. arms and catch each other. But, Trustful. Um, 3.5 targets a game with Jimmy, 5.7 targets a game with CJ. But people that have like Marquise Goodwin need to just let go of that. And actually, Wilson in our listener league dropped uh, Marquise Goodwin for. I think somebody uh, tried to trade me Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. I well, think it was Wilson. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he dropped him for Sterling Shepard, which was a great. Um, but yeah, if you have, uh, if you have Marquise Goodwin, um, CJ will dink and dunk, and uh, and Goodwin was going to be a, supposedly a great player because Jimmy G likes to uncork it. So Niners are part of my hot take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So more Niners news later, guy. Later, guys. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's news. <laughs> uh, um, Josh Gordon getting up to speed is not going to be a problem, according to Josh McDaniels. Um, he is practicing, still limited with the hamstring. I think we'll see him this week. Um, you don't need an extensive knowledge of the playbook to run nine routes. And, and like I said, I think that will definitely benefit Gronk. So your boy, Josh Gordon, might see the field this Man, week. I wanted him to see the field last week. I was really pissed that he could have used him. I was very excited about it. And I was like, and they did the exact Patriot thing that they would do, which is 
five, ten minutes before kickoff, you get the alert, oh, Josh Gordon's out. So I like started scrambling trying to find a wide receiver, and I actually didn't take John's advice and pick up a guy from the Monday night game. I ended up picking up a guy for the Sunday night game, Cordero Patterson, which that's nothing. I think he may have caught one ball. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think you picked up on my Twitter post was, you know, the Patriots will take every advantage they can. Yeah. And one advantage was making the Lions, you know, game plan wait till the last minute and game plan for. Didn't uh, help, fucking Patriots, you <laughs> bastards. Sorry, I'll, I'll hold off on the F-bomb. We'll start getting a bleep button or something. John's going to keep track of uh, of our virtual swear jar because John does not uh, partake in the uh, in the verbal. Uh, uh, you didn't have an F-bomb the entire last week. Expletives. You uh, get a bonus point. So he's a man of few words, anyway. That's your yeah. first. That's your first uh, swear jar word, and, and we're just going with F. Everything else, shit. I yeah. really don't give a damn. Um, I warned against picking up Jesse James. Uh, it's a trap, uh, was what I said. And the Steelers traded for Vance McDonald. And and, that was a success. And Vance had a great day stiff last arm. week. Yeah, the stiff arm. Dude, he put Chris Conti on IR. <laughs> he he put Chris Conti on IR. Now it's coming out that Conti was playing with a torn PCL. I don't, I don't know care. Here's Get out of here, he dude. put Chris Conti on IR. We'll <laughs> he, just leave it there. And, and, and uh, James Harrison's uh, reaction to that was just so funny if you've seen you know the replays on, on Facebook and Twitter of that just nasty stiff arm. Dude, but, you got stiff armed through the ground. Like, yeah. Like it's it, just terrible. It was really nasty. He got stiff armed right into the medical tent and right onto the IR. <laughs> um, but he had a monster game, four for one fourteen and one. Um, so he's the one that you're going to want uh, moving forward. And Josh Miller didn't listen to my advice. He picked up Jesse James last week, and he's like, "Paulie, I should have listened to you." I don't get them all right, guys. Um, but um, definitely knew that Vance is much more athletic. So moving forward, I think he's going to be a good guy to pick up. Um, AJ Green left with a. Initially, they said a growing injury, but he landed on his hip weird. Then they were checking out his shoulder. Now they're saying that he's limited in practice with a pelvis. But he's had kind of an on and off growing injury since college, so maybe they just kind of default to growing whenever they announce his injuries. Like, oh, it's not the growing? Oh, we're just assuming it's always the growing. But the reality is he went way up high in the air and landed weird on his hip. He says he's fine. Players always say they're fine. I mean, I would definitely keep a big eye on that injury this week. Um, people were saying, you know, Tyler Boyd is going to be a great play if A.J. Green sits. I think he's a great play either way, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, there's a lot of news today, guys. Uh, kind of uh, changing of the guard this week in, in news. You know, we saw Mayfield on the field. We saw Josh Allen uh, beat the Vikings at uh, Minnesota, which was just unbelievable. Mayfield came back and, and got that Thursday night win. And we saw a little bit of Josh Rosen at the end of that Arizona game. I can't believe they put him in when the game was on the line. It, and, and then they give the ball to Chase Edwards instead of uh, David, David Johnson. Johnson. And, and it's just, I don't know what's going on there. I hope that Josh Rosen elevates that uh, team. But definitely, you know, you've got two teams that are really down in the dumps lately, the Bills and the, and the Browns uh, that were – Elevated and the fans have something to talk about now. Um, Mayfield's comeback was just unbelievable. Um, great, great game there. Um, he dissected uh, and threw into some really tight windows. I mean, when you talk about a tight window throw, a couple of those windows were like literally just the size of a ball. There was one down the middle of the field, the seam ball that just it had to go in this one particular spot for Landry to catch it, and and he did. And uh, 
So that was great. And then Josh Allen just owned Anthony Barr of the Vikings. He leapt over him. I don't know. Did you see that? I didn't. I didn't. Wa- I didn't get to see that game. It was a pretty good play for a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> You see, like, Alvin Kamara leap over guys. It was like one of those plays. I mean, quarterbacks don't do that. He, he leaped over him standing straight up, and there's all kinds of memes of him, like, leaping over the Bills, Josh Robbie Stadium, mm-hmm. of him <laughs> of him leaping over two actual Buffaloes. Um, so then later in the game, he stiff-armed. You know, everybody's talking about the Conley stiff-arm, but, uh, but Josh Allen had a crazy stiff-arm on the same dude that he leaped over, Anthony Barr. He stiff-armed. I mean, I heard, and I, and ran all I heard was how athletic Josh Allen looked in that game. That's it, all I heard everybody talk about. Like I said last week, he was my favorite quarterback in the draft. Nothing against Baker Mayfield and these other guys, but he was my top-ranked guy in the draft, and uh, he ran in two touchdowns. One of them was a great just run for the pylon and dove over the pylon. Um, so he elevates that team, and hopefully he elevates the LaShawn McCoy owners, uh, Jackson and I being one of them. We traded, He's playing this week. Yeah, He's playing. We traded for McCoy hoping that his uh, his you know ceiling would, would be higher with, uh, with the rookie, and uh, Chris Ivory had a good week, so it, it looks like that might be the case. But I want to bring saw, this up because uh, – go ahead, John. Say, uh, I saw a video on Twitter um, showing the fastest touchdowns of the week, and – Josh Allen was number four with a top speed of twenty point one miles per hour. So that's that fast for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I want to bring this up because we've got kind of a changing of the guard here coming. You know, in a couple years there will be no Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees or, or Tom Brady. It's going to be Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield. So it's something. I'm you know watching these rookies win or lose. It's, it's very, exciting to see them where they're at, especially. Exactly. Like, I mean, and it's franchises that need a boost, and they've got something to talk about. And and the Browns fans right now are the Baker's dozen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that sticks. You know, they talk about the 12th man. Um, well, and I also think that uh, I think just the, the players that you have that are playing quarterback right now are like your they're, – they're all kind of cut from the same cloth. They, they're all pretty much athletes. They can run, but they can also have like a gigantic cannon for an arm too. So it's like – I mean, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers except for more athletic because Aaron Rodgers looks just kind of like a regular guy, but he has like a cannon for an arm and, right. he's, and he's elusive. But Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be like – isn't going to be – isn't going to be killing you as like a as – a, as a runner. But right. he does. He does avoid the avoid the sacks, and I just think the guys that are in there right now they're going to be they're going to be changing the game a little bit. But the dumbass uh, roughing the passer rule, man. Dude, I don't know, oh I don't know how that's God. I don't know how that's going to affect everybody. I don't know how they're going to continue that. Are they going to keep it going? Like, are they going to keep making it so that people have to lightly lay the person on the ground? <laughs> right. Like I the mean, competition committee is meeting this week talking about it, and and it won't be likely to have any changes. I mean, Clay Matthews, he just went down on two knees, shaking his head. Because it's happened to him three weeks in a row, and, and it was it was literally game changing plays. It's like I mean, it's the, a textbook tackle, but you're not supposed to keep driving with yeah. your weight onto the right. guy, so you're supposed to roll off of him like you just got done having sex or something. <laughs> but it makes the product of the game like actually watching the game and like well, it just makes it worse. Yeah, because cause it's like I watched the Monday night game, and it's like every other player, every play was a pat like a roughing the passer. It's right. like, dude, just let the game go. 
I hate to say it, it's good for fantasy scoring for wide receivers because these drives are going to be kept alive. And, and it's good for quarterbacks. It. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, quarterbacks want to come out and say that they don't even like it because Rodgers was, like I think, quoted as saying that he thinks it's a bad rule. But, I mean, I don't think they're complaining when they get a you know 15-yard penalty. Right. They can keep playing. It does suck. I just have, on to, the field. I have to throw that out there that drives are being extended by this. It's bad for betters, too. I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week, but the one thing that they can try to do to negate those is take a page out of Cleo Mack's book and tackle the football instead of the quarterback. <laughs> That's what he does. He sacks the football. He doesn't sack the quarterback. That's, That's a good move. Yeah. So many forced fumbles on quarterbacks. And then yeah. you could get the ball back for your team, too. So. Exactly. Okay, that's a good point. I like that. I like that point of view. Yeah. Um, Marcus Mariota will play this week, but he still can't make all the throws. So um, that, that team is in disarray, but they are going to get their star. You know, he Did, played, didn't they just beat they just beat the Jaguars? It so was like, such a crazy game. It was like dude, nine to six or something. Don't even but, get me started. But like, we're not even going to talk about it. Blame Blame Gabbert went out with a concussion, and and Mariota came in, so he played a little last week, but uh, he's going to be ready to go this week. Um, Matt Bereda hyperextended his knee, so um, if he misses this week, Alfred Morris will be um, probably a pretty decent play. If somebody needs a flex injury or something, or you know, needs somebody to cover a flex or a bye week, um, and uh, Alfred Morris might see some extended work this week versus the uh, versus the Chargers. I mean, that's going to be a tough game. I'm definitely not calling for Alfred Morris to have a huge blow up game. They both scored last week, but it's an injury you want to um, watch into. Um, TJ Yeldon and Leonard Fournette are both day to day, so I look for maybe an uptick for Ryan Grant this week. Um, again, not a guy that I'm saying everybody should run out to go pick up, but uh, might be a weird kind of you know week that we don't know what's going on and don't know who to start. Um, I, I would say you know unless you get a firm start on Leonard Fournette, if you've got other options. Might not be a good week for him. Hasn't Fournette just been really pissing people off for like the last two years? Where yeah. they're like, oh, he's going to be playing. Oh, he's not going to play. Yeah. Oh, he's going to play. No, he's not going to play. Yeah, it's back and forth with that. I mean, anybody else have any ideas about Leonard Fournette and what owners should do? I mean, I have Fournette in like one of my money leagues, and it's like it's so frustrating because it's like, okay, like I didn't think he was going to play last week. But like you hear the stuff today, he's going to play. So it's like, okay, I'm bracing for him to play this week, but possibly do I need to go on the waiver and pick up another guy just for – I mean, precautionary reasons, but I mean, it's just, it's a very frustrating matter. What was tough for me is I picked up TJ Yeldon thinking, okay, well, he's going to be a great play. And, and the two weeks ago when he played, he, he didn't do anything. Right. So it, it is getting very frustrating in the, in the landscape of running backs right now is almost just as bad as tight ends. Imagine really. how frustrated the Jacksonville Jaguars are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they um, lost a game six to nine. Yeah. Um, Geo had a big week last week. Joe Mixon is still out. He's trending in the right direction, but he won't play this week. So Geo's in another great spot. When's Geo supposed uh, to be back? Or, uh, or uh, not Geo, Mixon. When is Mixon, he supposed to be back? I would say probably the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to say right now, but he's trending in the right direction. I don't think he'll start this week, but I think that uh, he'll he'll probably play week five, which is going to make Geo a great play again this week. He had like 19 uh, 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 fantasy points in PPR last week. And Atlanta's middle of the defense has just been decimated. Um, Jay Ajahi and Darren Sproles should be good to go this week. So you've got Jay Ajahi on some teams. Uh, choose one team, and I hope that uh, I hope I can play him. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm worried about him. Like, is he going to just play? You know, a, a quarter of the snaps. Like, is that like what they're going to do? Maybe he gets the <laughs> he gets the goal lines though. Yeah, that's true. But I, I just like to see him. Uh, I 
I'm very concerned about that team because I don't have anything solid yeah. in the running running back department. But that's the team you need to see. Like you need to see enough evidence with Wentz being back one week. You need like, hey, I need three, four weeks of a sample size just to see like what this team actually. They're not the super, like they are not the team from last year. They're no. not. But you need to see what they can do week in and week out going forward. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, there's a possibility that Dalvin Cook plays tomorrow night. He's back in practice limited, and they're saying that there's definitely a possibility that he'll play. So. He I was, gotta keep an eye on that too. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I know. There's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of injuries this week, guys. But there's a lot of stuff to look at. But Dalvin did not look very good pr- prior to the injury. That offensive line is really, really, really bad. That's why the Lat Murray play was not a good play last week. I was wrong on that for sure. Um, Lat Murray sucked because they never really had a chance to kind of own the. But that whole and, that whole game screwed yeah. over so many people. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't just like we were like what we were saying, but it was the offensive line. Their offensive yeah. line is really bad. I mean, Dalvin Cook, I think, was averaging two point eight yards per carry prior to the injury. So this isn't just a product of him being out of the game. It's definitely the offensive line. What do you yeah. think, John? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean. Latavius Murray is between the tackles runner, and if the line can't get any push whatsoever, he's going to average one yard per carry like he did last week. So so bad. He's really fast, but he's never going to break out to the outside and, you know, be elusive and make guys miss or anything like that. So, yeah, good word. He is not elusive. Uh, (laughs) Devontae Freeman is trending up, but I'd be really surprised if we saw him this week. So, it's another Tevin Coleman week. And you've got Tevin Coleman, Gio Bernard, kind of the same type of combo players that are very fantasy relevant right now. So, if you have those guys, you can employ them and and be happy. Um, Marlon Mack is practicing limited. Um, with his hamstrings so uh, you know I cautioned a lot of people against drafting this guy and I'm not saying I called the injury I just didn't think he was built for a a feature back workload and one thing I want everybody to remember I mean because there's not that much this right now to pick up for running backs Robert Turbin comes back next week (laughs) and I know I know man but he looked a lot faster in the preseason the bowling ball yeah (laughs) and I used to thought he was just a two yard goal line guy but he looked a lot faster in the preseason. Whatever drugs he took made his arms like <laughs> freaking sequoias. And, and it was obvious the way that they used him in the preseason. I think they're going to feature him. I think he's going to be a, a first and second down back. Um, probably very limited for PPR upside. But, again, there's not that much out there right now. In a standard league or if you're in a 12-team league or more, like I hope the St. Elmo guys aren't listening. I'm trying to pick up Robert Turbin tonight. <laughs> Um, their waivers are weird. They don't like every most waivers cleared yesterday. Their waivers clear tonight. But I'm trying to pick up Robert Turbin because I think he could definitely breathe some fresh air into the Colts' running game. And uh, that's actually you know um, a little spoiler alert on a, on a hot take of mine. Right on. Um, and uh, Evan Ingram is week to week. He's another guy that's just gonna be in and out of uh, of you know medical issues. I mean that guy's definitely a, an injury prone guy. But um, like I mentioned before, uh, Sterling Shepard gets a big boost this week. So if he's on your waiver wire, he's a good pickup this week. And he's going against... I feel like uh, Sterling Shepard shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Is he on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues? Yeah, he's uh, only rostered in like 60% of leagues. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, he's not an every every week starter, I but know. I think uh, the stars are aligning for him next week. Um, if Calvin Ridley, who had three touchdowns last week against the Saints... We're going against Patrick Robinson, and Patrick Robinson is now out for an extended period of time. So, well, he's on IR now. But I mean, the biggest thing with Shepard is like the addition of Barkley 
like hinders his like what he can do. Like you still have Odell, you have Ingram, then you have Barkley. It's like you need an injury like what's happening now for um, Shepard to even be relevant. I think so. The Ingram, I think the Ingram uh, injury will boost his value. Yeah. And basically, you've got Patrick Robinson who could not guard Calvin Ridley to save his soul. You've got the guy that is his backup now trying to guard Sterling, Sterling Shepard. So oh, yeah. I think that all stars are aligning for that. Um, and Alshon is practicing, so um, may see him back next week. Um, and Doug Baldwin may see him uh, back next week, too. Um, Old Dougie B. He was on the waiver wire, one of my leagues. I picked him up this morning, put him on, on the IR spot. I was like, dude. Hell he, yeah, you did. If he comes back, like, I'm set. Another guy like that that's trending, like, a lot quicker than people thought is Greg Olson. And the landscape for tight ends has been very, very shaky. So if you have an IR spot or a bench spot that you can stash, I think Greg Olson is a great pickup and stash right now. Quick and, question uh, with IR spots. just And this is completely a dumb question probably no, but do you have to does the player have to be injured to keep him rostered on your IR spot yes so then so then if he comes back does it like send you an alert that yeah. you have to like drop somebody you get, like, else an email or like, well oh, okay. I, get, I get a notification what happens is you can be fine and not do anything if he changes his status but you can't make any moves okay if you try to pick somebody up on up on waivers you will have too many guys on your team somebody on, in one of my other leagues was like hey do we have an IR spot and I was like no and he was like man that sucks and yeah I was like, okay so he was probably looking at somebody yeah. that was injured thinking hey I think he's coming back soon the way ir works is if you're suspended you can't go in there but right. if you're out you can put your player in the ir slot and then if you fill that slot and you try to pick somebody up off of waivers the next week and the guy is now a questionable or he's going to play it will make you drop somebody okay. because now you have too many players on your team makes if you, sense if you don't do anything on espn it won't say anything it won't make you drop a player but it will if you try to pick somebody up right assuming on. that a uh, spot doesn't work for people who are holding out like Levy on the IR spot. I got him. I got him on the IR spot in one of my leagues. I, you, oh, I nice. think that you can actually. It probably depends on the league. It yeah. probably depends on settings, settings and, and things yeah. like that. In, in Yahoo, you can on Sleeperbot if they have an IR. You can in ESPN. I don't think you can IR um, a holdout, <laughs> um, but I could be wrong. So um, that's it for news and notes. We're going to go into the listener league. Oh, yeah. We're going into dive deep. I uh, put something together just uh, for a little quick. Uh, I think you guys are going to like it. It's something that I want to keep doing for the listener league. It's going to be kind of like a quick hits thing. So you guys uh, chime in at the end, but don't don't interrupt too much in the in the during the thing. Okay. <clears throat> Listener League Deep Dive. This week, we thought Wilson might have been a female. Due to some Twitter investigative work by Josh Miller, we found out that he is actually a male. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Leading off, Hero Juice in the AM falls to 1-2 and two against D. Bolden and the I'm-a-need-about-tree-fitty. He's 3-0. and oh. That's one of those 3-0 and oh teams. Jersey Shore Rejects drops to 1-2 and two while losing to A.J. Green's Red Rocket. Josh Miller's Red Rocket advances to 3-0. and oh. Barlow and B and Brian Titus have a hard-fought battle, but Brian and his team, bar is low for you, Dan, improves because it's Dan Barlow and Brian Titus. Dan uh, improves to 1-2. and two. Welcome to the suck and... 
I'm sorry. Bar is low for you, Dan. Brian Titus improves to one and two, and then welcome to the suck, and Dan falls to one and two. The closest and most surprising matchup of the week goes to Polly Sleepers. They lose to Lucky Trade Happy Wilson. Both teams are now one and two. Jeff Fiddler in the Monday American. The Monday American went as it was expected. He ended uh, with a loss and ends up 0-3, while, while Jeff Fiddler ends up 3-0. So that is the deep dive into the Listener League recap of the wins and losses. How did you guys feel about your uh, loss this week, uh, Pauly Sleepers? Uh, not too good, man. <laughs> um, we played Ricky Wilson, and um, we had traded him both of the Baltimore running backs – Buck Allen and Alex Collins for LaShawn McCoy and Devontae Freeman. He wanted to get rid of some injured players. And either one of those Baltimore running backs in our second running back slot would have won us the game. So we traded away the win to Mr. Trade Happy Wilson. And uh, he uh, was obviously ecstatic that he got the win. He said this is the toughest league that he's in. He's in like eight leagues. He He said one of them, he's just... Complete trash. Uh, six of them. He's um, very, very strong. And he said this one is, you know, he's kind of somewhere in the middle. And well, it's, it's crazy. League. It's crazy to look at this listener league because there is three teams, three and zero. Oh. There is one team zero oh and three, and then the rest of us are one and three. So it's a, it's a very. There's a lot of parity besides yeah. the top three. It's amazing. Um, but even in the top three, I think they're vulnerable. I think there's a chance for any of us to beat any of those in the top three. There is a there is a team in other leagues that I play in that you know there's teams here and there and other teams or leagues that I play in that are unquestionably a good team. Like you just see all of their all star players. Right. On their and team. You go, oh, holy shit! I got to play that. In, in this league. league, I feel like there is not a team that is like they're. Far and away, going to win this, right? Even right. though they're three and zero, like right. I, I know they're confident. I know they're confident. We're going to talk to them, and they talk a lot of smack. But like I said, I feel like the the I feel like the uh, the cream always rises to the top, and those people will fall to the bottom eventually. It's going to happen. Jeff's, my my Jeff, team is too good for it to continue this way. Jeff's team is really good. He's three and zero. Josh is admittedly kind of squeaking by at three and zero. And two of the three and O teams face off this week, right? Like so, Jeff yeah. faces somebody's getting Dil- a loss. Dylan, who we're going to call here in a minute. And hopefully, two are getting a loss. I would appreciate that. And then, I, and, and then I'm, and then we're going to win. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, I don't mind if Polly Sleepers wins, but uh, <laughs> we can wait Juice in the Morning is going to definitely win. <clears throat> well, uh, we've got uh, Gert Squirt, who is the O and three team this week. Um, that's the Monday morning uh, podcast. Monday and morning American. I don't know what you're doing over there, Andrew, but you got to get your your stuff together. His man. team looks good. Like his team looks better than an O and three team. Just like Josh's team looks like it probably shouldn't be three and O. And <laughs> Josh and I had this. But conversation, that's the thing, so. though. It's a, it's a weekly game, and if you happen to have the team that just squeaks out a win, you're still winning, right? I mean, right. you're still getting that win, and you're getting towards the playoffs, right? And and after this week, there will be a maximum of only two, three. No teams because two of them play each other. So right. Jeff and Dylan play each other. We're going to call Dylan here in a minute. And um, who's going to be the four and zero? That's a, like I mean, because it would be awesome if there was only one four and zero person. Yeah, and it'd be crazy if like if Josh lost and then one of those three and zero teams won. So there was one standing, you yeah. know. But uh, I'm sure Josh would much rather be one of the two. <laughs> he's he's trying to trade. He tried to trade us. Uh, 
uh, Jordan Howard for uh, David Johnson, and I was just like, no, that's a lateral move. I don't. Right. Like, I don't There's like, nothing really going on there. I don't like those. Got to sweeten trades, the pot but, a little bit. Um, for the listener leagues that people that are listening, if you want to trade. Um, Ricky Wilson <laughs> and Josh Miller are some trade happy people, and they will be happy to accept a trade. Josh really feels like he needs a trade right now. Right, and I thought I, I hit said, me up, man. I'm, I'm I'm open to some trades. Do you have the team the the league open there? Oh yeah. Um, I I said I was going to mention Jeff's team because we don't talk about it too much, and it is three and zero. So let's make a rundown here of just the the three and O teams, Josh, Jeff, and Dylan of of who they have, and, and we can kind of decide it, who we think is going to keep going. We got uh, we got AJ Green's Red Rocket. That's Josh. Josh Miller, Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, AJ Green, Sammy Watkins, Marshawn Lynch. The Browns defense, he's uh, taken a page out of John Marchbank's book. He did. He picked him up because of John. I Kenny think, yeah. Stills, uh, Mike Williams from LA, LA uh, Chargers, Jack Doyle, Lockett, TJ Yeldon, Andy Dalton, and Doug Baldwin. I think that's a good team. I mean, Lockett's got a touchdown in each one of the games. He's got Baldwin coming back. Lynch has been doing Melvin his Gordon thing. is quietly a great running back. Melvin like, I feel Gordon like nobody really talks about him in the highlights and all those things on the ESPN. It's all about. Todd Gurley and you know what's going on with the Patriots. But He's right there with Gurley. Melvin Gordon's a stud, and he picked up Philip Rivers because Titus dropped him last week because he had a horrible matchup against the Rams. And Josh loves Rivers, so he was happy to pick him up. Um, I don't think his team is nearly as bad as he thinks it is at all. I mean, that's a pretty good team. What about Jeff's? <clears throat> this is Jeff Fiddler. He's the commissioner in the other league that we do the Russian roulette. He's uh, got Aaron Rodgers, Todd Gurley, Lamar Miller, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Kyle Rudolph, Will Fuller, Seahawks defense, which that's trash, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., uh, Marlon Mack, Carson, or is that Chris Carson? Chris Carson, Chris yeah. Carson, Patrick Mahomes, Jets D, and uh, C. Godwin. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. A lot of Chris's also, on that. There's also a lot of Chris. He's been blowing up, too. Well, he's got Mahomes, and he's been trying to trade Mahomes to me and Jackson, but I mean, in a 10 team league, we told him like, you know, that it's just, I mean, even though Mahomes has been lighting it up and, and he's thinking, Oh, don't you want to have that stack with Tyreek Hill? And it's like, yeah, but there's guys you could pick up that could just go off. And we picked up Matt Ryan last week and he got 50 points. Jesus. So that kind of proved our point why we didn't trade for Mahomes, not saying he's not good, but um, uh, Jeff has a really, really good team there, man. I mean, that's... Do you uh, think, I think Will Fuller, do you think he's going to continue the production? I think he's going to score. Well, yeah, and he's scored in every game he's played with Deshaun with Watson. With Deshaun Watson. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson's out, are we dropping Will Fuller right away? Oh, yeah. But um, he's a big Notre Dame fan, too. So, I am, So, too. Jeff will have Will Fuller on all his teams because he's They're a huge... They're doing pretty well huge, this year, too. Dude, in six, so in, I, I did more. So, in six career games with, with Watson now... Uh, Fuller is now 26 for 493 93 yards and nine touchdowns. Like, he just keeps Unstoppable. adding Unstoppable. 1.5 touchdowns And if you game. think it's going to stop versus the Colts defense, it's not. Well, and you saw all my Twitters last week. I was like, guys, you these this this Will Fuller is unsustainable is a freezing cold, cold take. you got to let go of that <laughs> take. Like, And it's not like the sample size is two, three games. It's now no, six. It keeps yeah. growing, and he loves that guy. Okay, so the last 3-0 team is uh, Dylan, who we're getting ready to call right now. Let's talk about that. Actually, let's wait and talk about Dylan's team. Yeah, I'll have, his team. I'll have his team pulled up while yeah. we call. So we're going to call him right now. On the phone with us is Dylan Bolden, 
and he is a owner of a three and O fantasy football team in the listener league. How are you doing today, man? I'm feeling pretty great. You know, I can't complain about three and Yeah, I mean that's kind of bullshit because I was thinking I was going to be the uh, the uh, star in the uh, league this year, and it's just not happening. It's not going the way I want it to. I mean, it's a long season, and I think it kind of fringed on me having Drew Brees and him rushing in those touchdowns and Kamara getting stopped for one twice. Well, how so, about that? I mean, that guy's an old man, and he's going in there, and he's scoring points and running in. It's like he's, he had two rushing touchdowns. It's kind of kind of bullshit in my opinion, but whatever. You know, being being a bunch of indie boys, he made me proud. So. <laughs> yeah, so Polly was uh, wanting to ask you about a few things in relation to being from Indy. So go ahead, man. So you lived in Indy for 20-plus years? Yeah, man. I was uh, I was born uh, just north of Cincinnati, so I'm a diehard Bengals fan, which is, uh, you know, kind of a burden at times. But uh, <laughs> my family, uh, we ended up moving uh, to Zionsville uh, back in the early 90s, and I grew up there, went to high school there, uh, went to Ball State, graduated from there, chirp, chirp. And, uh, Hell yeah. Hey, me chirp, too, chirp. man. Chirp, chirp. Go Cardinals. I'm a Ball State boy too, man. That's awesome. I didn't Dude. actually finish school there, but uh, I also attended. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, a lot of people don't make it out of Muncie alive, and I got lucky and did it. Dude, I was there for about nine years, so. <laughs> how do you know, uh, and then I was going to ask you, how do you know Shane? So, Shane, funny story. So, I met my girlfriend at uh, Ball State. We actually both worked at Red Lobster, and she was best friends and roommates with Shane's uh, fiance, Nicole. Baby mama, and, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, Sorry, uh, dude. There's an Amber Alert going on. There's an Amber Alert. You know, like blind boyfriend dates where you're like, oh, yeah, you got to be my friend. He's going to bring his guy along. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, I hope this guy's cool. And Shane and I hit it off right away. Um, they found out they were pregnant with June, I think, around then. And he invited me to his diaper party. And me and him just got trashed all night and, like, forged <laughs> the bond that is, like, inseparable from, you know, Jack Daniels. And, um... <laughs> Uh, we became close friends, and you know we've always stayed in touch, and all four of us get to hang out, so it's always a good time. So Shane, it, for the Poly Sleepers listeners that don't know Juice in the Morning, Shane is uh, is Juice's co-host for his other podcast. So you said just in one of the like DMs we were talking on Twitter, you were like, "Yeah, I know Shane too," and I was like, "Really? That's kind of crazy." So how did you get? Into how did your name get into the hat for Poly Sleepers? Did you find out about us through Juice or through me on Twitter? Or I I listened to Juice Nam, uh, so I you know through being friends with Shane, I always like to keep tabs. And you guys put on a great. Well, I like uh, to. I appreciate you saying that, man, because uh, it doesn't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> you guys do a good job, and uh, I was just listening. And I'm I'm a diehard fantasy football guy, and I've been playing for. I think I'm closing in on 15 years now. Wow. And I think, well, you, you know, you guys are setting up a listeners league, and it's like, that would be awesome to be in. And, you know, just shot my email out there, and luckily got drawn, and I was so hyped when I heard my name. <laughs> so uh, Justin's going to go over your team really quick. So what's what's his team looking like, uh, Juice? <clears throat> All right, so, so you got Drew Brees. We talked about that a little bit. You got Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, James Connor, or yeah, James Connor, Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, wow. Trey Burton, Tyler Boyd, Chargers D, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Hogan, Chris Thompson, 
Matt Breida, uh, Njoku, Keelan Cole, and then you got Le'Veon Bell just chilling on your IR. We were just talking about IR. Wow. Yeah, it's um, pretty stacked team. Pretty stacked. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go out on a limb right now. I mean, this is the team to beat, guys. Right now, this is the team to beat. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. I didn't hear one weakness in that team. No, like no weakness. There's whatsoever. no weakness in that squad whatsoever. Good job, man. You drafted a hell of a squad. And I asked yeah. you to kind of look in and see, like, okay, what other team, you know, out there in our league would you be most concerned about? What team do you look at and you go, holy shit, that's a pretty good team too? You know, I'm, I'm facing one of them this week in uh, AJ Green's Red Rocket. Um, so, you know, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put him in his place. He's uh, he's averaging only like 118 points, so I'm not too worried about that guy. But the other three and O team, uh, Jeff Fiddler, I think he's got a solid squad with that uh, with that Rodgers and Mahomes stack. He's got. I mean, he's got to get rid of one of those guys and add some depth at a position. But I mean, he's got Gurley. He's got Ty, who I think is gonna have a great rest of the season. Ty is getting like. You know, 33 targets, a crazy, like, 25% target share. But he's only got, like, 17 catches. I think he's going to improve on that. And then uh, I think he's got Keenan Allen, too, Lamar Miller. So he's got a pretty balanced wide receiver running back core. It's just when you got Rodgers and Mahomes and 10-team league, you got to get rid of one of them. He's trying to trade Mahomes to us because we have Hill, and we were just talking about that, actually, before we called you. It's just, to me, it's hard to to find value for a quarterback in a 10-team league. There's always two or three guys and that's what I was talking about. We picked up Matt Ryan. He got 50 points. So, you know, right. I mean, Mahomes is awesome. But um, and, and I got it wrong. You're playing Josh this week, and Jeff is the other 3-0 and team that's playing somebody else. Yeah. So I thought you were playing Jeff, but you're playing Josh. So we've got the battle of the 3 and O's. And so you're not worried about Josh, huh? You're like, <laughs> you're like I got this covered. He's got a good squad, but I think he's got wide receiver depth. He's got OBJ and Diggs and Juju, which you can't go wrong with those three. He's just, I think he's got Fournette and Wentz, which Fournette's been injured two out of three weeks, and Wentz still hasn't got his feet back. So I think he's shaky, but he has, has, um, uh, no, that's Jersey Shore, sorry. A.J. Green, he's got A.J. Green and Andy Dalton, which I think is a heck of a stack this week if A.J.'s healthy. Um, so I was trying to be sneaky and ran out there and got Boyd as quick as possible because I love the Bengals against the Falcons this week. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think Boyd is the pickup of the week. And my pickup of the week, the first three weeks were all running backs, and this week I think it's Tyler Boyd all the way. He's seeing so much of the field, 80 to 90% of the snaps. I think he is going to eat whether A.J. Green is healthy or not. Right, yeah, and he's kind of – Andy Dalton's goat. We're watching the games. Like if Andy gets flushed out of the pocket, he's always looking for Boyd jetting across the field. Dude, just listening to uh, all of the takes and the ideas that you have, and just like the research you've done on other teams, I might be uh, screwed in this league. <laughs> you you might be in a little bit more than <laughs> I you. might be in over my head in this league, guys. <laughs> um, you got- I mean, I'm, in, I'm in three other leagues. I got a college buddy league. And then a pretty serious one I've been in for 12 years where we do a cool concept of we do a $100 buy-in every year, and half of that money goes to pay out the winners, but the other half we actually take and we put into a rolling pot. And so in order to get that rolling pot, you have to win back-to-back years. Oh, wow. No one's done it for eight years, and I actually take that money. So my background at Ball State was uh, finance, and I actually invest that money. 
So we've got upwards of like five grand right now. That if oh, somebody wow. wins back, <laughs> take home. God so damn, you want to win that one, don't you? I've heard of a league like that. I they call believe. it a vampire league, and as soon as someone does win it back-to-back and gets the other half of the pot, the league is done. And that's what like everybody says because we want to transition to a dynasty because we've done it for so long, and it's a keeper league right now. Um, but everybody who says if they win it back to back, they're just going to like fly us all out to Vegas and we'll have like a draft party there. But you know, if you have five grand in your bank account, you just won. You're, you're going to question that a little bit. <laughs> that's, that that's great. the financial, uh, background in your, in your mind. Because if I did win that back to back, I would be flying people out for sure. I would just like say, forget the yeah. money, forget it. We're going, we're going to go do this big. Exactly. It's, it's all about having fun. So tell us about your clothing company, and you've been nice enough to um, uh, to donate. And, and uh, Wilson did it, too. So Wilson has this box set of music he's donating, and you said you would donate some clothes depending on the size of the winner. Now, I'm letting you know if I'm a triple X. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, tell me about your clothing company and, and how you guys are going to you know get us some, uh, some swag for the winner. Right. So um, I moved up from Indiana. Uh, up here to uh, Minnesota last fall and my brother who's about 10 years older than me lives up here and we never really kind of lived in the same place at the same time because he was going to college and I was still like a teenager so I wanted to make the effort and they're they're working on their first kids so I wanted to be here but he started this clothing company about a year and a half ago and it's called St. Minneapolis and if you've never been up here we have the Twin Cities St. Paul and Minneapolis and you know there's a lot of like uncovered, I don't know, uh, city life here that not people know about. Um, it's really big, you know, woodsy outdoors. There's 10,000 lakes. Everybody knows that about Minnesota. But we have a really good, you know, street culture. We have a really good music scene. I mean, Prince is there's, from here. Bob Dylan's from here. We have some great venues. Oh, there's a comedy culture up there as well, isn't there? We have some great stand-up. Unfortunately, one that's like two miles down the road for me just shut down, but um, they're redoing the complex, and I hope they build it up. It's called Joke Joint, um, but we have a really great comedy scene, so there's a lot of like artistic, musical like scenes up here that not a lot of I think we're big, so go ahead. We're, we were losing you there for a second. We Sorry. lost your feed just a tad. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so we're a streetwear clothing line, but we work with a lot of local artists who work in any medium. So we have some cartoonists we work with. Um, we have some people who work with like oil paints. And what we try to do is we do our own designs first and foremost to kind of show off the city. But we also work with local artists who will create pieces. And, you know, art, it can be, you know, a couple hundred dollars to sell one piece. And it takes a lot of time and work. Um, but some of these pieces will actually digitize that artwork and then we'll put it on our clothing and we'll have them design stuff for us. And it'll be all about the city life up here in the Twin Cities and we'll kind nice. of display that. We give them a kickback and, you know, we generate some cool creative pieces. That's nice. awesome. Do you, do you guys uh, have a website or anything that you can send people to that, like, maybe want to check yeah. it out? For sure. Uh, we're at stminneapolis.com. Uh, we sell primarily online and we're at some retail stores up here. And then you can check us out. We're really big on Instagram, too, at St. Minneapolis. And then we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, um, you, you definitely have to have a big social media footprint in today's world. It's crazy. For sure, for sure. And luckily, um, I've got kind of a business background. And my other partner is my brother's wife. She's been in marketing for about 15 years. 
So she's done a really great job of branding us and, you know, making sure we have that social media footprint out there. Well, it was just really nice of you to, you know, to, to offer up to donate some clothing to the winner. I mean, we were not expecting any of the people in the league to donate things to right. the winner for the league. So that is just, uh, that's really huge. We love that. And, and, you know, we'll help you out and promote your, uh, promote your clothes as much as possible and, and really appreciate that. Um, so getting yeah. back to the league, is there anything else that you had in your notes that you wanted to uh, discuss? Um, you know, not really. I, I think we're all looking good. I think you guys pointed out earlier, it's crazy that we have three, three and O teams and then everybody else is one and two. It's so top heavy right now that, you know, that'll balance out real quick. It's got to balance out. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. But that's my gambler's mentality that ends up screwing me over a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm there with you. But I don't know. I think, Paulie, looking at your team, too, you're going to be pretty dangerous. Juice, I think you got a pretty good squad, too. So, I mean, you know, six teams will make it to the playoffs, and usually that means getting at least six to seven-plus wins. You know, so that's usually my target going into the beginning of the season is, like, all right, but like right now, you know, I'm thinking about getting that vibe. But like you said, you got to play one week at a time and just keep moving forward. Absolutely, yeah, two teams get a bye week, and that bye week is crucial. Yep. So you know, if you get that, that's 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 a big feather in your cap. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. Definitely want to talk to you more and even have you on the uh, Juice of the Morning podcast because I didn't know it was as in, like you had as interesting uh, background as you do until Polly and I talked about it before we got you on the phone. Right, yeah, and one other crazy thing, too, uh, early on, uh, when Shane actually joined you, he actually sent me over your guys' logo, and I updated it with his name on there. Oh, that's back. so you're the one who did that? That's me, and I actually <laughs> gave, I bought those shirts from our distributor and gave to him for him to make the t-shirts that's so awesome we use that logo on our twitter handle and on my youtube and on facebook it's a mashup of poly sleepers and juice in the morning so that's uh that's pretty pretty good appreciate it so much very much so no you guys did the hard work and i mean both you guys do a great job Polly, i love following you on twitter juice you guys do a great job on the podcast so i mean keep up the good work and you know, let's. This league's going to be a great one, so I'm going to be curious how it finishes. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. We'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And remember, if you win it, you get an automatic uh, bid in uh, next year's league. <laughs> hey, hey, that's my goal. Yeah, have a good one, man. Thank you for calling in. All right, take care, guys. Later. So before we move on, there's one more thing I want to talk to you about in the listener yeah. league. It's a certain water bet that you made with Josh Miller in week two. That <laughs> See, I'm, we I'm just, fuzzy uh, on the details. I need to get oh, the details because I don't really, okay, I don't, well, I don't really let's, know. Let's refresh your memory. So I, I love that Juice just made this bet without even knowing what the hell it was. <laughs> but we're we're texting in our Twitter in our uh, text feed, and and Josh says, you know, do you want a water bet on this game? And and Juice says, sure, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I got, you know, I'll do that. And then because I'm always like not worried about taking a bet. We like, text I'm like, like, okay, let's do it. We text like six or seven more messages, and then Juice says, uh, "What's a water bet?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's from the fantasy footballers, and what you do is when you make a water bet, the loser gets a cup of water dumped on them in a certain fashion, and they have an app 
which we will have when uh, Josh sees. We're doing it October twenty first. We're going to do it. I think that we should. We should do it right at the beginning because then I have time to dry off. So we're going to do it at the uh, podcast that we're going to do before the before the Bills game. We're going to do a live podcast before the Colts. I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to do a live podcast before the Colts Bills game, and it's going to be just an extra special because we will have already done our kind of you know uh, official football one for that. It's going to be all nonsense. So if you're looking for football advice, don't listen to that one. Juice is getting wet, and there's a there's a uh, wheel of water bet that you spin, and then that's the fashion in which you get wet. So there's one that's a pocket where it's dumped in your pocket. <laughs> there's one that's called Daniel Sun where you do the Karate Kid pose, and on that one you have an opportunity to kick the water away from you. There's, oh, this is going on Instagram. There's one sure. that it's poured right over your head. There's one where you get down on the ground and you have to like swim. It's called the it's called <laughs> the, the Michael Eng- Phelps. It's called the English Channel, <laughs> and they splash you. So Josh is really uh, looking forward to getting you wet, and he did beat you in week two. He so did. I, I wanted to bring that up. Well, and, well the uh, bet was uh, that who who would score more points? Didn't I say that somebody would score more points than another player? Um, I thought that's no, what it I'm was. pretty sure you guys played each other and he beat I thought you. it was a bet on the player, though, and I still lost. Like, I'm oh, not okay. saying I didn't lose, okay. but I'm just saying that I think it was a bet on a specific player that, you know, this, I was like, this, I was all in on the guy, and then he didn't, he shit the bed. So I assume that it was on your guys' yeah. game. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look yeah. back through, because once again, you guys text so much that I don't even know what's going on sometimes. <laughs> and that's um, not even the, the league that we text a bunch <laughs> in, the other league we text more. So that's it. We did a deep dive. For the listener league this week, because uh, we had kind of been, um, you know, uh, uh, not really covering it too much the first few weeks. And so. uh, I need you over there, Jackson, to uh, redeem yourself this week in the DraftKings. Yeah, that ain't no kidding. So you gonna you gonna make us some money this week? Who we would have? Okay, first of all, I want to start with this. So trust your research, trust your process. Do not trust like an instinct you have that comes to your freaking mind thirty minutes before a lock, right. and you change over everything because that's what I did. And going from Mahomes to Bortles was the biggest mistake that I made. Probably about a hundred hour swing. So I mean, you win all Bortles. On he you. called me and he said, I, I'm, "I'm Bortles," and I was like, "Dude, it's no, no." And, <laughs> and I did a Bortles stack like in our yeah. tournaments, but he was talking about swishing our cash lineups all from Mahomes to Bortles, and I was like, "No, man, like it's too late for that." When you switch something late in fantasy, like that last switch in fantasy football, that's an hour before, whether it's your DraftKings core player or whether it's your flex player or who you're playing on defense. That guy that you want to put in an hour before the game, don't ever, ever, ever do it unless you have information like someone's hurt. Well, didn't they? Uh, they covered that in the uh, the TV show, The League. And yeah, it was like the guy that tinkered while he was pooping every morning <laughs> before the game started. The last that last change is bad. So go ahead, Jackson. No, yeah. I want to hear what you got. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was ugly, but you know what? It's a new week. We, uh, we got fresh beginnings. And we're gonna, we're going to go win some money this week. Um, so yeah, we're on week four. So I mean, the quarterback I'm looking at this week um, is Andy Dalton. Um, he's 5400, really too cheap, I think, for the matchup. Um, the Falcons rank 26 in DVOA versus the pass. Um, he has yet to throw for under 240 yards and a touchdown this year. Um, Falcons D has now lost Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, and Ricardo Allen to season in- season ending injuries. I mean, that's a complete big blow to their back end of their that's defense. That's their core. Um, and then also in the past, their past two home games, the Falcons D has allowed 709 yards and six touchdowns. That so, game will shoot out. That so game will shoot out. I mean, does that, 
I'm always that conspiracy theorist, though. Like, do you think this is the fall for Andy Dalton? Like, do you think it's going to happen right here for some weird reason? Because the the fantasy football gods and NFL has been doing this to me all year. When I feel like something's a lock, it just doesn't go the way I want it to. I mean, there's always a chance. I believe that. But, yeah. I mean, when you have everything playing out to where, okay, Atlanta's going to score, but they can't stop people from scoring. There's no Joe Mixon, so you don't have like a – like, yeah, Geo's good. But he's not like the true three down back that to G- run a game out, yeah, yeah, exactly. run the clock out, right? Right. So I mean, right. everything just—I mean, the picture is painting itself to play Dalton at that cheap price, which allows you to go get other players that are that are higher price. So it's like, I mean, kind of similar to like the the Mahomes to the Bortles last week. It was like it was a fifteen hundred dollars swing, which allowed me to go up and get Gurley. But it was like, okay, like you take the safety of like, do this guy can go off, like, or the risk of which Bortles right. was. He got me nine points. Like, yeah, I I love the play because Andy Dalton is so unsexy, and no one's gonna want to click on his name. But if you just look what he's done the first three weeks in Atlanta's horrible defense, that game will shoot out. Except I mean, for those damn Homer fans, I feel like those are the people that win the uh, DraftKings quite a bit, where they have like a team full of the guys that they like, which is like you know say. Somebody that's a Saints fan, when the Saints had Michael Thomas, Kamara, and Drew Brees, they had all three of those guys on their team. Can you not start people, too? Because I saw a guy that I think won in one of the tournaments that you guys had had the juice of the morning in, and I think the guy didn't even have a defense. He won the whole thing, but he didn't draft the defense. No, you have to, you have you to have field to. a player, but every once in a while you'll see somebody that's not playing in a very low, and it's not defense. It'll be like a wide receiver that's $2,000 that's not going to play, yeah. and they've done that so they could stack the rest of their team. But I don't see that very I often. I could have sworn that I saw where there was like not a player selected. No, you can't the do that. Can you play, have to field There the was team. something on FanDuel a couple of years ago. I, I play both sides, but like there was one. It was Johnny Holton or Holtim from the Raiders, and they priced him at $500. The minimum is 4500 so it's like that's a four thousand dollar right. swing right there. So it's like, do you take almost that free square? You knowing you're going to get a zero to go pay up for. But I mean, it didn't pay off in the end. Right. Like it wasn't it wasn't the winning lineup. Yeah, I was just curious because I feel like I saw that. I saw. I, no, maybe you, have I to, you have to feel the team. Maybe something was weird. Yeah. So uh, moving on to running back, my favorite play of the week actually in all positions is probably Ezekiel Elliott at seventy seven hundred. Um, the Lions ranked 29th in DVOA versus the run and fifteenth versus the pass catching running back. Zeke has yet to score under 17.6 DraftKings points. And if the Cowboys are going to win this game, it's going to be because of Zeke. There's no, like, Dak can't throw the, I mean, he has no one to throw the ball to. There's, the receiving options suck. I mean, if they're going to win, it's going to be because of Zeke. He doesn't throw touchdowns anymore. Like, his last seven games are around 200 yards with no touchdowns. Um, And Dak does not look good. No. no. The whole team doesn't look good. Dak is Zeke. not back. No, no. I mean, they need to do something. And, yeah, I think that's a great core play yeah. because, uh, Zeke, they're at home, right? Yeah, they're at home. And in the past three games, Detroit is a lot – in three games so far, Detroit is allowing an average of 149.3 yards per game on the ground. I mean, last week they allowed Matt Breida to go for 11, 138, and 1. Alfred Morris to go for 14 and 48 and 0. So, I mean – they're they're susceptible to the run. So, and the other thing I saw today was Zeke is the uh, one of two running backs in the league to get eighty percent or more of the backfield touches. That's it. So, if you want a core DraftKings play, yeah. he really should be priced at like eighty eight hundred bucks, yeah. and he's seventy seven hundred. So, and I he's like way it. cheaper than Kamara. He's still cheaper than Barkley. He's cheaper than yeah. um, Gordon. So it's like, do those lines ever change? Like betting lines? Uh, no, they're locked uh, Sunday night. 
Well, I was I was waiting like you I mean, mean like, the, the, the price has never changed. Prices. Just the, I mean, the betting lines change obviously with injuries. Well, that's what I was stuff, saying. Like, does, does the the price for the player change? Like, no, when do they no. lock that in in the week? Like, Sunday night. Do, yeah. So Sunday night for yeah. the next week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very updated. Yeah. Got that's it. why, like, so. if a player really balls out and emerges on a Monday, we always take advantage yeah. of that like discounted pricing because like Jared Cook was priced, monstrous. Yeah, it was monstrous and still priced at like 3500 the well, next week. So, so that's what's cool because that means that like probably a lot of serial gamblers are like, yeah. dude, I'm going to go all in on DraftKings because they're not going to screw me by changing the line yeah. right before the game starts. Right. And like even like, so Cal- like Calvin Ridley had that three touchdown game well, last week and he was 3700 mm-hmm. He's now up to 4900 So it's like they inflate it to where like you got, I mean, you can't just leave the guy there, but you have to do what what is acceptable to them, I mean, the right decision. They adjust pricing to the matchup and yeah. to like how they've done previously. So yeah, yeah, Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd just went way up, but not that much really. Yeah. They're still yeah, in not the, enough. I mean, probably. Boyd's still too cheap. And no. I, honestly, I think for what Ridley's role is, I mean, so you know, did have a cheap touchdown, but I mean, he's the clear number two behind Julio. Who's if your Julio scores a touchdown? Who's your core wide receiver this week? Yeah, Max? the the one wide receiver we are not going to budge on. He's going to be in every one of our lineups. It's going to be Sterling Shepard. Um, the Saints ranked 32nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver two. Um, with Ingram out, Shepard is it, I mean, he's a must play at 4,900. Um, Shepard runs 81 percent of his routes in the slot where New, where New Orleans gets obliterated. They've allowed Tyler Boyd to go for six for 132 and one. Deshaun Jackson go for five, one forty six and two, and then Jarvis Landry for five sixty nine and zero. I mean, Shepard will be going up against PJ Williams most of the day. Williams has a pro football focused defensive grade of twenty five point seven. The highest grade on there is ninety one. <laughs> like, yeah, target him. He, there's there's only like five slot corners that are graded worse than him uh, amongst like one hundred grades. So he has like a the ninety fifth grade out of 100 so like Sterling Shepard is a smash play this week by the way before we forget Jackson has put up the article on our website so if you go to polysleepers.com you can do a a read on on what players we like and why and um, and then maybe if we change our mind you just kind of do what we told you to do in the first place and you you don't change like we did because uh, and send the the article to me to the link because we'll put it up on the Juice of the Morning Facebook and Twitter yeah if you would have just stuck with that lineup last week it it would have definitely smashed we we changed it at the last minute but you know that's that's spilled milk I mean even to just happens even to me it happens I mean it gets to the I mean I mean I, I wouldn't consider myself a pro but I'm not really a novice amateur player but it's just, I mean, it was a 14-point swing, and that, I mean, that 14-point swing was Made about all the $100 to $200 right. Right. I mean, difference. So, I mean... Who do you like at tight end this week? My favorite tight end of the week is Rob Gronkowski at 7,000. Um, you would think, okay, so the Dolphins ranked 12th in DVOA versus a tight end, but Gronk's coming off two of his worst games of his career, four for 51 and then two for 15. Like, the dude is going to smash. Newman's coming off a freaking uh, road loss where they got they look completely like trash. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just the clear-cut Gronk spot. Where they're going to right the yeah. ship. So, in five career games versus Miami, Gronk has caught 20 receptions on 43 targets for 349 yards and five touchdowns. He loves Miami. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> I, I love the play because uh, Gronk, I, I can't remember the last time he ever like had three bad games. 
Um, also, if they get beat um, on the road, they'll come back and they'll feed Gronk coming back uh, at home. Uh, this is at home, right? Yes. Yeah. Home. And then if Josh Gordon gets out there and some of that coverage comes away from Gronk, I've already talked about that. I think that's going to help him out. But too. that's the type of game like they they want to go home and just put it down the Dolphins' throat. So, like, Jax, this is what we need to do. Like, what's our defense? Because I had a good defense week one, and we kind of halfway faded it. You had a good defense week two last week. Neither one of us really did. I have a feeling that our smash week is going to be on a week that we have the right defense. Who do you got? I think so. For my defense of the week, uh, I, you could go low, but I don't, I don't see that paying off for you this week. So we're going to be going with the Jaguars at 4,100 going against the Jets and Sam Darnold. Yeah, they, they, they have looked decent. I mean, they did play they did play the Browns last week, and it was kind of an all right game, but that, that was a complete pace of game. Like, Crowell got those two early touchdowns, then they kind of just rolled off, rolled off the clock until they lost. Um, but Saxonville is pissed off. They're going to come back and get a, get a revenge win uh, at home versus the Jets. I mean, it has the lowest implied total, game total at 38.5 points. So, I mean, not a lot of points are going to be scored. So, I mean, look for the defense to feast. Um, I like the home. I think we need to stick with yeah. the home plays for sure. And I, I'm good with that. And um, there's, you know, what I talk about, like with our kind of strategy is you're, you're treading water. You're maybe win a few bucks, lose a few bucks, and we did have some tournament lineups oh, last yeah, we week. Won, we won some money. We did have some tournament lineups last week that were that were really good again and again. People posting lineups on paid sites that weren't like I had one that was 175, one that was 171, mm-hmm. and I saw people like paying for a 160 point lineup. So again, we we do know what we're doing, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I had just, one like I had one lineup last week where I constructed it around Matt Ryan. And then the whole like New Orleans and Atlanta stack, and I put up one ninety two. Yeah, he had a monster one last week that we didn't play for you because we were just kind of. I mean, because I don't play all the ones for right, you either. Right, right. But um, what we do is, and then one week it'll just smash, and that week you win four hundred bucks, and right. that pays for the year year. So that one's coming up. Oh, juice. it's gonna happen. Uh, it's gonna happen. I'm some of the um, tournament stacks that I like this week is building a team around Andy Dalton, Gio Bernard, and Tyler Boyd, maybe even throwing Eifert in there, especially if uh, AJ sits. If AJ sits, I'll play Eifert. I like building with uh, Matt Ryan and Julio. I think it's a Julio this week. I don't 100%. think I don't think anybody will play Julio. And the week last year that we smashed that big week, the big $1,000, everybody was hitting for thousands, that was the week that Julio went off. And uh, He's rarely quiet for this long, and you know he's going to be shitty about it. So um, I'm liking that stack. And also what happens is, you know, the longer he goes without a touchdown game or big game, his price starts kind of coming down. And that's what we hit last year, too. We hit Julio on like a $7,800 week. I think this week he's 82, which is pretty cheap for Julio. Usually he's in the 88 to 92 range. Um, we're also going to stack up Deshaun Watson with Will Fuller and um, come back with T.Y. Hilton. I think that game could definitely shoot. Mm-hmm. And then crazy, crazy uh, stack here. But, I mean, playing New Orleans and how bad they've been, I really badly want to do an Eli with Barkley and Sterling Shepard stack. Just wait for the hot take. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> yeah. So but the it's biggest, coming. But the biggest thing to kind of like to follow up Paul's point, if you're going to stack like kind of like how I did, I stacked three guys from the same team, but I came back with two other guys from the opposite team. So it's like you need to you need that that game to blow up. Yeah, if too. that game blows up, and that's then the only reason kinda, I, got, I got those points. Those right. kind of stacks work. So that's where you see the people winning, like the big tournaments. Yeah. Like the so, guy that won the millionaire the week one, he had complete Tampa and yeah. New Orleans. Yep. I mean, 
Yeah, that's he all had he had. All the Tampa wide receivers and coming back with uh, Michael Kamara. Thomas and, yeah. and Kamara, and he won he won a million dollars. So bastard. Um, <laughs> and the millionaire millionaire lineup this week is only ten dollars to enter instead of twenty. So, so damn well, it, Juice! Well we throw, had money in our account. <laughs> might as well throw I'm it down. It's all right. Uh, so, guys, follow me on. We Twitter. We got a little bit left. I can throw it down ten. I don't care. Uh, follow yeah. me on Twitter, and we will um, um, keep talking about DraftKings throughout the week, and then we'll update the website and kind of finalize it, and then we post on Twitter when our lineups and, and guys are finalized, and that's usually probably Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Right. So, what do we want to win, guys? Money. Whatever. Anyways, we're we're moving on. Those drops you can only play them once. They're one drop a no, day. No, there's no way. Anyways, <laughs> I see I see it's grayed out. It won't even let you click yeah, on it. It's weird. like it's, it's like weird. damn it, you already used me as a drop. But uh, what what else you got going on over there? Is that is that the end of it? Yeah, it's just that's all we got. So I mean, just uh, just focus on those plays we talked about. Go over to polysupers.com. Look at the article week four and DFS I'll, I'll post the article as well too. Yeah, uh, we also have John going into some duds that can bounce back and maybe some studs that might go uh, go down a little bit. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? I don't want no spell. spell doesn't have a can't get no love from me. Everything died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to start out with a couple of people who had uh, really good games last week that uh, I think may regress a little bit. I don't think you should keep your expectations as high. Um, Jordy Nelson went off. In and that's, and that's your team. Yeah, he's, so that's you're, my you're team. You're shying away from it? The, yeah, they haven't – I don't think they've completely put their entire offense together. It seems like they're going to one weapon each week. First week is Jared Cook. Second week is Mark Cooper. This last week it was – Jordy Nelson, and I don't think they've figured out how to use everybody at the same time. That's a good yet. point. Yeah, they've been focusing on one person. Yeah, so it seems to me like if Amari doesn't get going early, then it's not going to be Amari time. I mean, uh, you're a Raiders fan, so you would know more than me. Yeah, uh, it, yeah they they have to get him going early. They have to get him the ball, and he can't make any mistakes. As soon as he makes a mistake, it just it ruins his spirals out of, of control. Game. Yeah, um, so. I don't. I don't think Jordy Nelson is gonna, you know, blow up again this week. Um, if you played him last week, you were able to reap the benefits of that twenty six points in PPR league. So that was uh, really unexpected since he was projected as eight. So um, Robert Woods, I, he's got a good matchup this week against the Vikings, but they're playing on Thursday night, which which I, I like, hate Thursday games. I, I don't hate like them playing Thursday players. Um, he's got the right cornerback that he's going to match up with, but that defense is – they're probably pissed off about losing to the Bills, who were a joke all year so far. And so I, I don't like Robert Woods as a, as a you know, two-touchdown guy again this week. Um, I feel like David Johnson is going to trend up a little bit with um, rookie quarterback Josh Rosen starting. Please, please, I hope that's true. Yeah. Um, he, he was – praised coming out of college for being able to get through his progressions so if he's got people covered you know he's going to be able to get to that progression Drop with david johnson and you know they have plays in effect to get david johnson the ball too so and and david johnson man that's another one that i think if he's healthy he's coming back he's not going to just always be just mediocre no no and and, and the rookie i think can only increase his value right. i'm totally down with that and yeah. the the cardinals are just they they have just not looked good 
No, and I think, once again, the, another rookie quarterback is taking over. I think it's going to kind of give them new life as they move forward, just, you know, being able to change and, you know, focus on this new rookie who's who has a lot of talent. And I'm surprised he was drafted behind some of the quarterbacks he was. But So I, I like David Johnson turning up. Um, now here's one where I am going to be – Going against what you guys think for this week, I don't think that Gronk has a good matchup yeah, this week. John did bring me bring um, that up yesterday. Minka Fitzpatrick, he is a prototype safety that is being drafted in the league right now to take on Gronk types and Travis Kelsey types. Like this is, this is specifically the reason why Miami drafted this guy is to cover Gronk because they're tired of getting their ass beat by him. Yes, he. Um, He's six foot one. He runs a four four forty. So um, even if Gronk gets some separation, he's going to close on it. Um, he's got long arms. He can. He's got great ball skills. He had, had um, so many interceptions and interception return for touchdowns in college at Alabama that um, it was crazy. Besides that, he can sack the quarterback. So if he's lining up against Gronk in the slot, they could bring him in on Tom Brady too. So um, I just I don't think it's a great matchup. And you know like. Uh, Jackson said earlier they are 12th DVOA against tight ends, so uh, it's not matching up great for me. But you guys seem to think otherwise, so we'll we'll see how that yeah, plays I mean, out. It's, we'll it's, talk it's, about it. Next we can podcast. we can always yeah we can always disagree and then uh, you know celebrate our wins and nurse our losses afterwards. Right, right, right. Now it, it it would really suck if we all agreed with each other all the right, time. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean the biggest thing with like Gronk to Fitzpatrick, I already know who he's going up against, but it's like Gronk has 65 pounds on him, like. And he has five inches. So, I mean, you can't really te- you can't teach measurables. Yeah, you can teach how you play. You can teach how you cover. But it's like you can't teach overall talent. And Gronk is arguably and the best tight end this gen- whole generation. Going along with that, though, um, in the tight end um, safety matchup that Pro Football Focus has, they only gave Rob Gronkowski a four percent advantage. That's not high. It's not high at all. Um, I mean, zero percent means that there's no advantage whatsoever. So he's just barely got an advantage on him, right? Like and you would expect Gronk to have like a twenty-eight, thirty percent. So yeah. I'm, I'm feeling you, man. I mean, that's definitely a good reason to go against what we're saying. So we'll uh, we'll see next week. We'll have plenty to talk about. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> uh, you had a great take last week. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson had a bad week, and you said I see him bouncing back. And uh, Washington played. Oh, well, Bay. we shut the Colts shut them down at home, and then Washington played Green Bay. And he feasted, and uh, and then Green Bay plays Buffalo this week. So I would say that LaShawn McCoy can definitely get in there because Adrian Peterson got back against them, and they just lost Mohamed Wilkerson, who's their big defensive tackle that stuffs the run. So I just wanted to throw that out there that you had a great call on the bounce back, and I'm going to feed off of that and say that if Adrian Peterson bounced back and Mo, and Mo was in the game, that LaShawn McCoy could definitely bounce back this week with Mo out of the game. So, so John, you had a you had good good call for the Browns D, and you had a good call for Adrian Peterson. Did you have a bad call? I called Geo as well. Okay, Uh, but no, don't don't be so like (laughs) humble about it. No, he did. He called Geo as well. He also called that we should temper our expectations for Corey Clement because of Wendell Smallwood. Now, Clement was a good pickup because if you you know want to spot start a guy and you get a ten point play out of a flex player then that's a good play so i'm not accepting defeat on that call but he was all over it and i think he might have even reached out on twitter and was like 
hey, Smallwood, what do you think? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, because Smallwood had a great game. He was definitely a production limiter for Clement. And all the talk last week about Clement and Latavius Murray, the pickup was Gio Bernard, and that was John's call. So that's why John's here, man. He uh, might have leveled up past us in, 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 <laughs> in, in, in this fantasy football talk. Anybody else you got there, John? Um, that's all I got for this week. So um, all right, we'll move good. on to the next segment. I appreciate it. So we uh, we're moving on to the uh, the waiver ads and drops. Um, I've got uh, don't have anything for that. So we're just going to move on to the waiver ads and drops and the bye weeks with Polly. I don't have a drop for this. I don't have a drop for that's going to be the drop. <laughs> hey, that's going to be the next drop. Well, I don't have a drop for this. Speaking of, uh, we'll start off with some players that you should just let go of. Um, Rashad Penny, um, drop him. Drop him. Chris Carson got thirty-two carries last week. Um, I, I'm telling you, I've been telling people since July and August that this guy is not all, all what he's cracked up to be. And it's just crazy that they drafted him in the first round and they're not even going to use him. Ronald Jones, Jones has not been active for the last three games. So, I mean, this guy is not playing football, guys. He's, he's you know, keeping the Gatorade cold. Drop his ass. Nick he's Chubb. He's a water boy. Yeah. Um, just a, a, some really disappointing rookies here. Nick Chubb. Uh, actually, somebody played Nick Chubb against me last week. I'm not going to name any names, but he got a big fat goose egg. You could drop him. Jesse James is droppable. We talked about that because of Vance McDonald. He's going to be the one they want to go to. I'm not saying he won't have good games, but it's going to be you're going to play him. He's going to get you five and then you'll bench him and then he'll get you 15. It's going to be frustration. Get him out of there. Devonte Parker. I don't care if he's coming back from his broken figure. Um, he's droppable. Uh, I think Marcus, Marcus Mariota is droppable. I think Jameis Winston is droppable. I don't think he's going to see the field until maybe week six. And, uh, he's going to be on a very short leash. Um, Des Bryant guys. Come on. Um, uh, I know Jeff Fiddler has him in the listener league. Is he going to be on a team? No. I mean, this week the Patriots are working out Jeremy Curley. Okay? So if if Des had any value, he would be uh, working out for the Patriots this week. So what happened? Um, I mean, he is, he, got, is he worthless? He has, he has value. It's just his price, I guess, is too damn high. Like, it, I don't so know. He's, not willing, he to, he's not willing to sell low. To me, it's more than that. To me, he got old fast, and the league figured him out fast. He only really ran two or three routes, which is really ridiculous for a wide receiver. People want more versatility than that, and and I think it's a combination of all those things. I think it's a combination of he's a very niche player, so you're going to have to need that exact thing, and he's he's wanting a lot of money too. So if you're rostering him, hoping and praying he's going to come back, Drop him. Drop him. You know what else sucks about Des Bryant? When you have a jersey in your closet that you can't wear anymore. See, (laughs) that shit sucks. I'm so glad that you're the kind of person that wouldn't wear them because they're not playing. Is that what it is? I mean, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I'm all in on that. Now, if they they retire with the team, I'm okay with wearing that jersey. Yeah. But what I hate is like uh, the people wearing the the Minnesota Brett Favre, Mm. like, Come on! Or what gets me is like when you go to like a, like a sporting store and that person's just been traded or they just been like they they're not long on that team, so like the the price of the jersey goes down. It's on sale. Yeah, people just go over and scalp it. It's like, dude, like just if you want the jersey, like go buy the team he's on. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I, 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 we have very strong jersey. Uh, I have very strong jersey thoughts. I've talked about it on the Juice in the Morning podcast. Uh, we have a lot of friends that do too, because uh, since we're running good on time, I have a jersey story. When Trent Richardson came to the Colts, 
<laughs> I was very excited. I got on Facebook back then. That was the only social media I did. And I tweeted, uh, you know, I, I even say tweet. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I put out some stats on him because he had 11 touchdowns the year before. And I just thought he could really revitalize the running game for us. I was so excited. Told all my friends, it's going to be great, man. Went out and got his jersey. And I got like the real one, the yeah. ironed on one. Oh, yeah. Never Stitched. wore that jersey. It's still in my closet because <laughs> I can't burn it. But I never wore that jersey. He never gave me reason to. I'm glad I didn't wear it that first week, but he never did anything. Um, so that I'm was pretty my, sure I got a Joey Adai jersey over in my yeah. In my well, well, Adai was a badass for us, so you can wear that, that was one. one but, uh, yep. Juice, if you could um, own one jersey, like just one jersey you want, what would it be? I already own it. Okay, it's a Michael it? Vick Eagles jersey. Ah, nice. <laughs> He's one of my favorite players of all time to watch. I know he had his rough times. He went to prison, but he uh, came back and had one of the greatest comebacks of all time against he did the Giants. Have a, he did have an amazing. I mean, it was year. it was exciting, and I owned him multiple years in fantasy football, and he screwed me a lot. But that year, it was good. Um, <laughs> um, so another reason why you dropped Des Bryant is because there's just a lot of wide receivers on waivers right now that you can pick up. It's a good wide receiver week. Um, so we'll start off with. Uh, Wide receiver, since uh, we were talking about dropping Des Bryant. Um, Mike Williams is available. Uh, he's only owned in 43% of leagues. He has three touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's actually, he won me like my week one and two in yeah. one of my leagues. And, and people dropped him. Uh, you know, he wasn't drafted. People have picked him up and dropped him. I don't get it. Um, he's going to be a great play forward. And, and that's, Consistent. That's, yeah, and that's a, that's a high-powered offense. He's a beast. Um, John Brown is only owned in 54% of leagues, and he has two touchdowns in three weeks, and he has double-digit points in each one of those weeks. He's the number one there now. I think we talked about that. Michael Crabtree. Yeah, I also heard that, uh, I mean, he does. He is injury-prone, but he's not right. He's yeah. not even looking unhealthy right now at all. Well, the the thing is, is he's not injury-prone. The thing is, is that when he gets the injury, he's going to be out twice the amount of time it would keep someone else out because right. he has a sickle cell trait, so it, it elongates his recovery. So he's not more susceptible to injury, but when he does get injured, it, it really, really derails him. But he's the number one there right now. Um, Chris Godwin has a touchdown in every week, and he's only rostered in 41% of leagues. And I'm mentioning these guys because I told a lot of people to pick him up last week, and uh, and they're still out there. So, you know, that's a high-powered offense. One touch – I mean, what do you want? You want to you – a wide receiver going to get you 40 to 80 yards and a touchdown every week. So those guys are great pickups. Um, Ridley was a huge pickup today. So he's like in 83%. He's in 83% of leagues now. So another reason why I bring this up is if you follow me on Twitter, I always release these on Tuesday on Twitter. So you can pick up some of these guys, but um, actually if you didn't get Ridley, I don't think you missed out. I think Tyler Boyd is a better pickup. I think with Ridley, you're chasing points, and he just had an amazing matchup, and he won't do that every week. But Boyd is quietly having a great season with a great catch rate. He's on the field to for 80 to 90% of the snaps. And um, last week wasn't his first good week. He's been putting up the 770. He's been kind of putting up like Quincy and Nunwa kind of PPR yeah. numbers, but then last week he really exploded. So Tyler Boyd is my pickup of the week. And uh, I think Corey Clement was my first kind of fail. So we're going for three out of four this week for pickups of the week. It's Tyler Boyd for uh, Cincinnati in a great matchup against Atlanta. You can go pick him up. He's available in 51% of uh, leagues. Um, 
Those are some of the wide receivers. There's also Geronimo Allison, who has two touchdowns in three weeks. He's definitely Rodgers' clear number two um, player, and he's only rostered in 37% of leagues. Geronimo! (laughs) Geronimo! Um, And then a couple deeper dives. If if you're in a deep league or if you've got a big bench, I think that Antonio Callaway gets a huge bump with Baker Mayfield. And he's going to have that Josh Gordon role, and he just blew up in preseason with Baker throwing him the ball. He had a big week a couple weeks ago with uh, Tyrod throwing him the ball for like four for 81 and a touchdown. He's av- available out if you need if you want him. He's you available. Go, you can go pick him up, and I think he could be a great great play. And then Christian Kirk, I think, is a great play. Last week um, he had seven catches for 80 yards. And if you think about that rookie coming in, Josh Rosen, we've talked about this narrative before. Who's he throwing to in camp? Who's he throwing to on the second team? Christian Kirk was kind of drafted to take over for Larry Fitzgerald. So I think that um, if those guys that all all those guys that I mentioned aren't on your waivers, you could pick up Christian Kirk and Antonio Callaway. And you got I a think, chance. I think those guys are, are good for kind of a future, you know, uh, stash. Yeah. Um, Tight ends has been woeful, but you know OJ Howard is available in thirty five percent of leagues, um, and uh, Jackson and I did get him in this league. Jackson wanted me to get him last week, and I didn't get him, and he was like, "Dude, Jordan Reed's bye week is next week. You should have got him." Luckily, he got through waivers, and I picked him up <laughs> in the listener league, so he's going to start for us this week. Um, Greg Olson, who I mentioned, um, is uh, available in 40% of leagues. You can pick him up and put him on, or, on your IR. There's just not a whole lot of tight ends out there. But for this week, you've got Vance McDonald, who's available in 80% of leagues. Tyler Eifert's available in 50% of leagues. And Austin Hooper is available in 75% of leagues. Hooper and Eifert play each other, and I think that that game could smash. Yeah, big game. Um, so um, even if it only even if it says they're projected to get four points, I don't care. That game's going to smash, and one of those guys I think is going to have um, a really big week. For um, running backs, it's pretty woeful. Javorius Buck Allen is available in 50% of leagues. I told everybody to pick him up last week. He's the RB12 right now. He's the twelfth ranked PPR running back. I know it's ugly. I know his yards aren't there, but he's getting the goal lines right now. You just got to get there, however you can get there. And uh, I think he's definitely worth the pickup if you're covering for like Christian McCaffrey's bye week. You don't know what to do. Um, Austin Eckler is available in fifty percent of leagues as well. Um, he had a little bit of an off week last week, but I think they could get ahead in this game against San Francisco. And what they do is they usually give. Uh, Gordon, the fourth quarter off, and Eckler could really, really smash. Alfred Morris might have a good game with no Matt Bereda. And then, like I said before, this is a a big swing play, but uh, I like for next week, get him now, Robert Turbin. There you go. That's, that's a, that's oh, quarterbacks too. Andy Dalton and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Both like have, uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill at New England, and uh, their you know games usually end up smashing. Um, you've also got uh, Andy Dalton at Atlanta. He's only rostered in 38% of leagues, and he's a quarterback one right now. He's and, the 10th-ranked yeah, quarterback and there, right and now. There's so many. there's so many quarterbacks out there. It's it's. Listen to his schedule coming up. At Atlanta, uh, Miami at home, Pittsburgh at home, at Kansas City, Tampa Bay at home, bye week, 
at New Orleans. A lot of bad defenses. So <laughs> Miami is a pretty good defense. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, New Orleans are probably, I didn't look it up, the worst five. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Red Rifle is uh, Red Rocket, whatever looking, you want to call it. Looking them. for a uh, good year. Yeah, so those are the uh, those are the pickups for this week, guys. Hey, thank you for sharing the uh, waiver ads and drops. And uh, did you mention like bye weeks at all? Uh, we've got Washington and uh, the Panthers on a bye. This is an early bye, which is complete bullshit because I have McCaffrey and Reed on the same. Get it out of here! Get it out of here! Get them out of here! Drop them! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of listener questions. Let's blow through those real quick. Uh, got some questions here um, and have been uh, on a high success rate on answering questions. So, um, Carrie wants to know, um, do you go with James White or Sony Michelle this week? They must have both of them. And it's interesting because Jax and I have both of them in the Listener League, and we have the same dilemma. This is what people have been talking about all day long. I asked uh, Carrie, is it PPR or standard? It's PPR. I say go with James White. Off the top of your head? I say go with James White. I absolutely do. What do you think, Jax? James White. All right. Yeah. So um, unanimous. Until he doesn't get a touchdown, you play him. Yeah. Um, John um, wants to know: Do I stick with the hot hand? Is John Marchbanks asking you <laughs> questions via Twitter? Like, what's he's, going on he's here? Sneaking in there for his other league. Uh, no, he could answer better than I can. Uh, he wants to know: uh, Do you stick with the hot hand and play Fitz uh, Fitz Magic at the Bears, or do you play Case Keenum Monday night at home versus KC? He's a little worried about Case Keenum because don't like either one, but I like Case Keenum Case better. Keenum, yeah, Put up two hundred and zero last week to to hurt him a little bit, but um, as much as I believe in the ride the hot hand theory, Josh Miller and I talk about this all the time. It is impossible to put up fantasy numbers as a quarterback in Chicago. It's just a horrible place to play. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why the team is like, yeah, Fitz is the starter this week. I kind of joked on Twitter that like Fitz was like, well, yeah, but I mean, he's the franchise quarterback because no one wants to play against Khalil Mack, no. you know. Nope. Um, so um, they have a bye week Fun after that. Score. But um, Kansas City is one of three teams to allow a quarterback one performance for three weeks in a row. So um, they've got Monday night, big stage, at home versus Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, their defense sucks, and they've got Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, Royce Freeman, Phillips Lindsay. I think that Keenum is the play over Fitz. Um, Travis wants to know, should I stash Olsen on IR? Um, the problem is I have Alshon on IR right th- right now. So it's so, Olsen or Alshon. Yeah, so Alshon. I told him I, I think that Alshon is coming back um, next week, so he should put take Alshon off of the IR and put Greg Olson in there. So I agree. You would have two kind of IR players, but only one of them in the slot. Um, Anne wants to know um, defenses because um, she said that she's listened to us and, and, and you know we've talked so much about the Browns. She wants to know Browns at Raiders or the Chargers at home versus the 49ers. We've pumped up the Browns so much. So the first thing, Anne, is um, – uh, Drop one of your defenses after this week. <laughs> and we talk about this all the time. Like, just don't keep two defenses on your roster. Pick up a position player. Pick up one of these other players that we were talking about. But I would say definitely the Chargers D at home versus the 49ers. you got to yes. go with the home play here. Um, I love the Browns D. They've been very consistent. But, um, you know, C.J. Beathard is a dink and dunker. He'll probably throw some some picks and chargers will probably feast at home and this will probably be a blowout i would think and that cleveland oakland game is a sneaky sneaky blowout, like like up tempo kind of 
you think that score some that game? Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. First week with Baker. Yeah, you implement the offense with them. You got Jarvis, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde might have a hard time running against that team, so that game could definitely be a pass heavy game. So go against the Chargers D. Um, Greg wants to know: um, Should he play a Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway stack in DFS? And I said, Yeah, it's a contrarian play. Do it. I mean, it'll probably be a low percentage play. And um, and who knows? Um, it's also a, a very cheap play that'll allow you to pay up at other positions. And if that play smashes, do it. The only thing I was going to say is if you do that, um, I would come back with a Raider. And, and wouldn't you come back with maybe... I'd come back with Cook. Yeah, Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Because yeah, Cleveland's you're, you're, pretty bad against the tight end, right? Because you either have well, be Denzel Ward, Ward on Cooper. I mean, I'd go Cooper. I'd okay. Go yeah, the, Cook. the Cleveland's coverage defense is... is tops right now they so kind of sell the out receivers. they kind of sell out the the middle of the field to for that well that's great because i told him uh, on twitter i said hey i'll ask the guys later i don't really know who to come back with because right. uh, i don't have trust in, in Cooper I mean, you, or I jordy mean, nelson for cleveland to have a nationally televised game this early in the season I mean, it's pretty huge for them to even actually have one that's huge but i mean if you watch that game new york was focusing on the run but it's like, like on the outside they had nothing. But had they had a tight end that was actually like predominant, they could have exploited that off that defense. Very good point. Your, um, your other play could be uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, see, uh, that's the one that I said. I said I would lean towards Marshawn Lynch because if they're trying to if they're trying to get ahead and slow down the game, Cleveland's going to have to come back and pick up the tempo. So I don't know. Um, Cleveland's got the thirty one uh, thirty one graded defense um 31st worst graded defense by pro football focus or well, run defense well um jackson brought that up and we definitely are looking to yeah. play him in DraftKings this week because he's really cheap and, and, so and, and, and similar runners to kind of like how marshawn is cleveland's allowed four touchdowns to bruiser downhill runners such as james connor and isaiah crowell so, so if that game shoots that would be a sneaky game to stack and maybe yeah. you stack it with uh lynch and uh cook, cook. yeah but yeah. you, you can't the there's rounds. no way you can play cooper I mean, honestly, no. I wouldn't play no. the rest of the year. No, I don't think so either. Um, one more from Beth. Um, should I trade Gronk for Trey Burton and Larry Fitzgerald? No. I say no. I'm going with Gronk. I say no. John is quizzical right now. Trey Burton's got a lot of upside. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's definitely never going to put up Gronk numbers. But he's been pretty consistent so far. And what about Fitzgerald? <laughs> she said I need a wide receiver, and I told her about all these wide receivers that are on waiver wires. Um, that I yeah, mean, Fitz has not been that great right now. He's, he's the one. That's, he's the reason why I would say no. If there was a, another high, tell her to counter tier wide receiver. Tell her to counter for another wide receiver. But also, I mean, you don't know like what his what his rapport is going to be with Rosen. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't trust with Fitzgerald on that trade. I, I would definitely counter with you know somebody like. I don't know, um, Tyler Tyler Boyd. If somebody has him, unless right, you know, she can pick him up, right? Yeah, and she said that that was her instinct Calvin as well. And, and I'm glad we got questions from Ann and Beth because our uh, call in next week is Bronco Becca, nice, uh, who I met on Twitter. Um, her account has actually grown faster than us. I think hers is probably the fastest growing account in the fantasy of football community right now, and Polly Sleepers is uh, is a close second. And uh, I told her I was a little jealous because I thought we were blowing up <laughs> faster than everybody else. And she said, well, it helps to have a cute girl in the profile pic. <laughs> 
Um, but Wilson, she, that's your call. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wilson, we're just messing with you, man. But we saw those uh, pictures with uh, the Wahlbergs, and it was a girl. And we were like, okay, is Wilson a girl? Yeah, or is Wilson there's a little bit of question there. Um, but um, Bronco Becca, she, her name is Rebecca. She's a Broncos fan, obviously. She's also gotten a, a writing gig now, and she's writing for one of the big websites. And we'll talk about that next week. But um, she's a great follow on Twitter, and she's going to break down the Monday night football game for us. So um, she's going to stay up and watch it all. And uh, when we have her on Wednesday, she'll be breaking Excited down the uh, the Chiefs uh, Broncos Monday night football game. Hell we'll yeah. talk about her writing uh, gig and um, kind of the outlook for the Broncos. And she's really excited, obviously, because the Broncos got a breath of fresh air this year. They made a great draft and they made a great pickup in Case Keenum, and they got a great core player. So I'll try um, to be civil towards her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So John's got the uh, the Raiders Broncos rivalry. Right. So. Um, so yeah, that's it for that, and I think we're gonna. Go Are you guys there. ready for some hot takes? Are you ready? Let's get it. All right, number one. I want to hear John's hot take just because he killed it last week, so I want to hear it. Um, my hot take is that Calvin Ridley is going to outscore Julio again this week. Wow. All right. Wow. Let's go. Wow. I like hearing it. Wow. Calvin Ridley outscores Julio again. Well, so Julio got three touchdowns last year, and Ridley got three touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. That is insanity. Calvin oh. has five touchdowns in his first three games. Julio has five touchdowns in his last 25. So we could just keep on going with that. Just horrible <laughs> crap. Fucking. I, I, owe, uh, I, owe to the, I owe to the swear jar now. Yes, you do. Uh, I'm getting a little hot in here because I need Julio to pick it up. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of core him up on DraftKings. I've got him in my league of record. I've got him in another league. Um, so, um, man, I, I just feel bad because John's usually pretty right on the money. So, um, so that's good. Your, uh, your hot take on Cleveland's defense being good was good. They've got three very consistent week now, weeks now, all in the nine to 11 point range, which is a great pickup to just stream a defense. So, um, all right. That's good. Um, last week, Jax, you got two. Um, so you snuck a second hot take in there. The first one was the Josh Gordon, which we don't know. How that's going to play out yet? The only thing I will say is every week that goes by that he doesn't yeah, play, it's looking more unlikely. Is going to make it unlikely. But you also said that Dallas Goddard would be a smash play, and he was the number one tight end in the league last week. Unbelievable! Nobody called Dallas Goddard. I told you you were crazy because he had one catch in the first two games, but uh, uh, that was a good take. So uh, so far, all of our takes are looking pretty good. Uh, and uh, some of them are going to you know, take some time to develop. So what's your hot take this week? Yeah, so my hot take this week is that the trio of Eli Manning, Saquon Barkley, and Odell Beckham Jr. will outscore the trio of Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Well, there you go. In his last three games versus the Saints, Eli has thrown for 997 yards, 10 touchdowns, and two interceptions. In his only two games versus the Saints, Odell has gone for 16 receptions, 216 yards, and three touchdowns. In the past three games versus Saints, the running backs have gone for 286 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, as well as 18 catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. Play you some Giants. 
So you're saying that my uh, DraftKings tournament giant stack might be a very nice stack. It'd be a great stack if we could afford all of them. But, I mean, you're going to have to pivot with Shepard. Oh, I can afford them. I'm Paulie Sleepers, man. I can always <laughs> hey, we're gonna, I can always find the cheap plays to get the to get the pretty boys in there. We're going to um, go for it. I like it. So, Juice, last week, your Colts. Last week, my Colts, Colts D defense. stepped up. It did exactly what I said it was going to do. It was going to outscore the defense that I was going to play, um, the Houston Texans defense. What they end up scoring in in, uh, in fantasy? It's 15 points. Jesus, that was a good week. Like that. They, had, they, had, they had interceptions, like I said they would. They, uh, I want to say they even had a fumble recovery. Yeah, Marcus Hunt got a fumble recovery. Yeah, and Marcus Hunt, like I said, I love that guy. I mean, I think they're going to keep doing it. Do you love that guy? Oh, I do. Because the look in your eye right there was so passionate. Dude. I love Darius Leonard. I love seeing the defense be awesome. The Colts were the cheapest defense on DraftKings last week. Yeah, and they were they were so they were so close to winning that game that it's just it's sad, it's heartbreaking. Well, really. Josh and I started poking the beast because you know uh, uh, we were talking about the hot takes, and uh, and I was like, you know, yeah, I told him he's they're out there, he could pick him up and play him. And Josh was like, yeah, man, put up or shut up. And you said what? These colors don't bleed, right? <laughs> or no, I said these colors don't run. No, these colors don't run, and I, right? And I picked them up and, and started. And him. Juice played him in the listener league because he kind of had to after yeah. all that stuff. Right. But uh, but and great, they ended up do, doing a great job. Great call, man. Like if we could have wrapped our you know DraftKings situation around that and played a two thousand dollar play for 15 points that was pretty good so right. uh i don't know what they would have gotten in DraftKings. they got a, probably like a 10 10 yeah still that's because they gave up the i think they gave up the last score i think they would have yeah. been good until they, then but you, like on DraftKings, you count interceptions fumble right. recoveries and but still sacks. for the cheapest right. play if you go four x or four and, and they, i think they had five sacks yeah. yeah. So, so right. next time awesome. you have that kind of feeling, let us know, and we'll just make them because defense is the hardest thing to pick. Yeah, and it's and the hardest. It was, it was thing me to pick. mainly being a uh, a Colts homer, basically. But so, what's yours this week? So, so I actually have two. I'm just going to throw them out there really <laughs> quickly. Um, if Josh Gordon starts this weekend, he's going to have two touchdowns, and uh, then my second one is there's a chance that I see Colin Kaepernick. Potentially playing in the NFL again, and for the 49ers. Well, breaking news on the Kaepernick, like what broke on their show, Nike cut him. Like, there's no more promotion ad for that whole thing that they did with Kaepernick. Really? Like they cut ties with him completely. That's interesting because I heard their stock was down, but then I heard that like it online way was a way like they had a record. They sold quarter. out sixty percent more than they were before. Um, that's interesting. I mean, do you think that they would be able to forget everything that happened? Dude, I don't and bring know. Him back that's on the th- team. It's it's one of those things that. The uh, the reason that I have this this take is because I was listening to a podcast and there was Mike Florio was on it uh-huh. and Mike Florio was talking about the fact that uh, Gethard's going to be starting. They have four games on national television this year, um, and there's like when Rodgers went down last year, nobody watched any pack or it may not have been last year, but whenever it was. When Rodgers went down, the ratings of the the games that he was playing in went uh. just dive bombed and the fact that if you brought Kaepernick back onto your team it's the money like it doesn't matter if they win or lose like it's the money that they're going to make from the 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 people watching people are going to watch they're going to watch so maybe this Nike thing fits that narrative because maybe they're like well we need to cut ties with all the people that this pissed off right that's interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, then that's, it, then it kind of takes the uh, takes a little a bit of take. takes a little bit of the sour taste out of the NFL's mouth because he's not being supported by the Nike right. brand. So your hot take is he's going to be a 49er. potentially. Like I said, that's a completely like that's like out of this world. Like if I'm right about that, then 
something weird happened. But that's, it, that's but, insane. But that's, I think the Josh Gordon one's more down to earth, and it's, it's not out happen. of the it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, mine was, and, and my hot take was after week one, I was I made a big claim on Twitter, and then I made the claim, um, you know, the last um, week as well. So that. Um, Fitzpatrick would start over Jameis Winston, and he's been announced as the starter. Yep. So I think now what I see is that they probably just don't want to play Jameis at uh, at Chicago, and they've got a bye week five. So look for uh, him to maybe start week six, but I don't know. It depends on how bad Fitz gets slaughtered. I mean, like I said, no one plays well there, so if Fitz goes into that house and wins (laughs) – Forget about it. I mean, yeah. I seriously think that 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 uh, he's in jeopardy of losing his job. So for now, my hot take is looking pretty good too. And uh, my hot take for this week is uh, I already said it. Next week, Robert Turbin is going to come in for the Colts and revitalize our running game. Give us the bruiser one. I mean, that Eagles offense needs a Jay Ajahi type person. I think Turbin has leveled up. I think that whatever drugs he took has <laughs> made his arms like sequoias. He's faster than he's looked in the past. I mean, I always said that, like, hey, if I need two yards, I'm going to give him the ball. He'll get me my two yards. But I think he's leveled up way past that. And our landscape, I mean, Jordan Wilkins is not ready to take a big role. Like I said, Marlon Mack, he's been getting banged up. We released Christine Michael. So Michael's off the team. I think Robert Turbin comes in. We'll have to wait a couple weeks for this take, but I think he comes in and really makes a splash for the Colts as a running back. Or, or Ballard trades for Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> and, I would not be pissed off if that happened. Like I'd be super stoked. I got to see Le'Veon play first. Um, I'm also the last thing. I really quick. I'm getting into betting, and uh, I took <laughs> good for you. I took <laughs> I took the Colts over the Texans at a uh, at a two point favorite. That that line's shifting to the Colts having even a higher a higher favorite like ranking or whatever. So so I got it in a little bit lower. So I'm going to make more money than somebody who's getting in on it now. So I'm just pretty happy about that. Okay, I'm going to keep betting the Colts. Like I just like I got to. It makes the game even more entertaining. I'm kind of like a drug addict when it comes to these kind of things. Like when it comes to DraftKings, yeah. and then and then I hear people talking about winning money betting. I'm like, dude, I gotta I gotta try it. Well, because I'm not going to win if I don't play. On that end, the only thing that kind of like concerns me if like say Houston. And goes up in this game. Can Luck get the ball twenty yards down the field? Like so, no, so, every, so a lot no, of people I mean, were no, worried about that. I mean, we that know he can get it twenty yards down the field. Let's but I mean, not be progressively. Like sixty yards is the problem. That's when he. Well, the thing throw. is though, the the that fifty yard you know hail mary. Honestly, all in my opinion, it had nothing to do with the arm strength. It was like, why are we going to put him out there and let him get killed yeah. by somebody? That's that's what no, I hope. They, that's what it was. They pretty I mean, much I, said that they wanted to make sure the ball got through the end zone, and yeah. Brissett's got a cannon. I right. mean, they they didn't say. I know they said that, but I would just I would hope that that's not the case because if he if, there there are people that are significantly younger in like college that can make that throw yeah. that are weaker yeah. players. Yeah. yeah. The other thing too is I heard it on a podcast I listened to today. He ha- like out of all the quarterbacks that have played this year, he has the lowest average a dot like average depth of target. Out of all the entire league, like, even Alex Smith, because yeah, yeah, he he trails behind him. Yeah, but also, I mean, what was it like? Uh, by halftime, I think they only had, the Colts had like twenty-seven total yards. Yeah. So. Oh, another thing, Ryan Grant has one of the best catch rates in the league right now. And if both of those tight ends sit, Doyle and Ebron, Ryan Grant will have a game. He'll be a stud. He'll have a day. 
All right, guys. I think we've uh, covered everything. I just want to give a really quick shout-out to the PTO Unlimited podcast because they gave us a shout-out on their podcast. All right. They just got done recording theirs. Go to polysleepers.com. Go to at polysleepers on Twitter. Look for our uh, DraftKings lineups later in the week on the website. Look for my updates all week long. Uh, guys, if you like fantasy football, you don't have to do a lot on Twitter. Just get on there and follow a few people that do football. Your timeline will be filled with football. It's not like Facebook where you have to see a bunch of other BS. Um, and uh, I'm pretty active on there. So, What's the last thing, John? I saw you lean up to the mic. I was. You guys said something about a sponsor earlier, so I didn't know if you wanted to talk about them. Yeah, so um, Dylan is um, sponsoring some clothes, and uh, and Wilson is sponsoring a box set. I forget the band. And then we also have some food. We have Yero's Food and Art Studios in Nashville, Indiana. And also, this podcast will soonly be um, sponsored by our DraftKings winnings on yeah. Boots' account. Absolutely. It's going to happen sometime <laughs> soon. But it's, we got, it's happening this weekend. We also might have an off-site correspondent. The Smiley's trying to get into some interviews in the Colts, and he wanted to use Polly Sleepers. And I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. You'll Absolutely. just have to like share your interviews with us in the podcast. So uh, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. He's a very uh, – he's a very – you know, Gregarious once he gets into man. something, he will. I mean, he'll dive completely in. Right, right. And so, who's this? Smiley. That's uh, Derek Walter. Yeah, Derek Walter. Walter. Shout, Walter. Shout out to Derek. He asked if he can use Polly Sleepers as a reference That's to awesome. get into the Colts, and I said, "Yeah, tell him you're our uh, offsite correspondent." Yeah, <laughs> and I actually hit up Blitz NFL Radio um, on Twitter. They want to talk to us, so might talk to them sometime on the podcast. Okay, right on. But thanks again, guys, listening. It was a great time. Thanks for joining us for uh, Polly, for John, and for Jackson. Let's get out of here, guys. Good luck this week. We out ya. Good morning.